0: Hey, welcome to the Shopboy Show. It is 7.15 p.m. on the East Coast. Sorry, guys. Had a crazy day today trying to get a bunch of stuff taken care of today. Does sometimes suck up my day. I apologize, but I'm still here today. I know Brandon's always mad if I'm late. Sorry, Brandon, but it show up at least. See? A little bit there. I appreciate you guys giving me a few, a little bit of time of your evening. I appreciate it. And of course, you know, if you click on the link tree in the description. You can get the podcast of this. You can see what else we're doing. You can do Patreon, whatever you like. But please, as always, guys, please like, comment, share. Click those like buttons. Click it on YouTube. Click it on Facebook, whatever the case may be. Click them so that we can grow. Today's topic is an interesting one. And it becomes even more important because it's topical for many reasons. It's the idea of an employee versus an independent contractor. This is important because, of course, many states, to include New York mine, are starting to kind of reopen now to let people go back to work. So the question is, do people want to go back to their same old jobs or not? Do people want to stay on some form of public assistance or not? Do they want to start their own businesses again or not? Do they want to be contractors again? Do they want to rethink their lives again or not? And at the same time, the Biden administration has removed a Trump-error rule which says that um, companies uh, cannot or may not reclassify their uh, people as independent contractors. They must basically make them all employees. Trump the Trump era said nope, that's a bad idea. California tried to fight it. They had their issues back and forth. the York is trying to make it happen too. and now Biden says nope employees, no and no no contract workers, no. No gig economy. Destroying the gig economy is, is the goal of, of what I think most sadly Democrats believe is the right answer. It's happening in New York too, all over the place. And I want to show you two different sides. The Young Turks took a side right recently, uh, like a day or two ago. And John Stossel took a side on this about a year ago. But I want to show you both sides of this and chat with you know where they're going and, and what they're doing. This part is kind of important. For a lot of workers, particularly coming up here now, let me grab the Young Turks right here and you'll see, I, I where do you think the Young Turks will go? What do you think? I, I think you kind of already know. But that's fine. Uh, here we go.
1: In rare good news today, we've learned that the Biden administration has canceled a signature Trump-era rule that would have allowed for companies to reclassify workers as independent contractors.
0: And she she says, good news. This is amazing stuff. Listen to what she's saying. Amazing stuff. This is so important, guys, because if you
1: take a look at what has happened in California after the passage of Prop 22, Mm -hmm. you can really understand and grasp how disastrous this Trump era rule would have been for workers across the country.
0: She has totally made this up. It's absolutely not true. And she calls the Trump era an anti-labor rule. Absolutely not true. Nothing she's saying is actually accurate right now, but she says it with such, you know, oh my God, look at this. It would have been a disaster. Zero proof of that being true. And I'll explain why it isn't as we keep going.
1: Now, the Biden administration rescinded the pro business regulation without replacing it with a new interpretation of when workers can function as independent contractors and when they must be classified as employees under federal law who are entitled to minimum wage and overtime pay.
0: Now, once you start doing this, you're going to change how business is done. The reason why people can do things like Uber Eats, people can do things like Uber, people can do things like Lyft, is because that's how the business model was created. You change that business model, you change the investment structure, you change investors, you change leadership, you change the entire structure. And that's the point, right? The point is, once you do this, why would you go to Uber to be far more expensive than taxis? And the government regulated taxi is what you get instead of getting an Uber or a Lyft. The things that you enjoyed about Uber and Lyft, and here's the point, if the individual person didn't like Uber and or Lyft, then it wouldn't have been successful when it was compared to taxis, right? I mean, I'm not trying to be flippant. I'm saying when Uber and Lyft came out, For those of you who don't know or maybe don't remember or whatever the case may be, guys like me, Uber was a big deal. I grew up on gypsy cabs as a kid and then as yellow taxis in New York City. This was a thing for me. Use my phone to get a taxi? What? And I loved it and I use it and I think it's great. But in theory, I should have been the one who goes, this is terrible. Go back to taxis. I should have been that guy. I wasn't. And most people like me were like, this is a great idea. That's why it makes so much money because the consumer wants it, not because it's cheating because the consumer wants it.
1: So the reason why it's a problem to just allow for these
0: businesses to reclassify workers. How dare you allow business to classify workers? She knows better than you, stupid business people. How dare you do that?
1: willy-nilly is because if they can cl- reclassify yeah. you as an independent contractor, you don't get many of the on-the-job protections yeah. that typical employees get, things like workers compensation, yes. uh, things like, in some cases, health care.
0: Yeah, you, all the things like workers compensation, um, I got to keep thinking, because the thing you don't pay is payroll taxes, yeah, other things you don't get is union rights, This can't be about payroll taxes and unions, could it? Yeah, it kind of is. Do you think the average person who takes on a gig job is like, man, I would do this, but you know, oh, these, this, this other stuff. No, you often take on a gig, a gig, the gig economy as a second or tertiary side hustle. You already get your other benefits from some other job you have. And this becomes a side hustle. That's number one. But it's the second thing. If it's so bad, that bad, do you, in America today, with the benefits that we have in America today, if you don't work, do you really think that the average employee and worker will go, I got no choice but to do this? Or do you think they would simply, I don't know, try to unionize or fight or say no or buy a a taxi cab medallion or go work for a taxi cab company? Wouldn't they do any of those things?
1: Right? Uh, the benefits that workers typically get as part of the job, independent contractors, don't get those benefits.
0: But aren't you constantly screaming about we don't have enough benefits for workers anyway?
1: Now, Jessica Lumen, who is with the Department of Labor for mm-hmm. the Biden administration, said that the misclassification of employees as independent contractors presents one of the most serious problems facing workers today.
0: So I want to be clear: the misclassification is one of the most serious problems facing workers today. I would like anyone who's watching to tell me of someone, anyone who thinks this is true. I think all of you are working in some way, not all, some of you retired, but many of you are working in some way, shape, or form. Many of you are. I work too. And I would ask anyone to think, does anyone believe this to be true? That misclassification of employees as independent contractors is one of the most serious problems facing workers today. 100% horseshit. Nobody actually believes that. No one who's working actually believes that. That's absolute garbage. That is not one of the most serious problems facing workers today. 100% not true. Just made up. That's all it is.
1: We are committed to continuing to combat misclassification and we're particularly focused in sectors where we know workers are vulnerable and violations are rampant.
0: And where would that be? Who's unhappy about this?
1: she also says that Trump's simplified test for determining employee uh. status would have frankly resulted in more workers potentially being classified as independent contractors and yeah. employees yeah which means that they would not have had the protections of the fair labor standards Act.
0: now this is this part is true but my point is I think the piece here is there is value to this and 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 I get the concept i I don't think that you want to just let every company make everyone an independent account? I get that. That's not how our, our culture works. That's not what employees feel. A lot of people want that, that, um, that emotion of being an employee and feeling like they have more security. I mean, you don't. They'll fire you anyway. But it doesn't matter. It is a, a feeling of being secure, and people want that. And I'm totally fine, to if you want that. But it's basically a very simple criteria it should be. Does the agreement that you made with the employer state that they control your hours, that they control what you do, and that you can only work for someone else with their permission? In those three cases, if those two things are true, you're pretty much an employee. But if they don't control your hours, you're not critical in what they do, and you can work for someone else, are you really an employee? According to them, Yes. So, you'll have to be multiple employees. And sadly, I have played that game because New York is so broken and busted. I have literally, this is a true story, been my own, owned my own company. So, been my own person and officially had two jobs, had have two jobs of it because I'd be as an employee twice and pay union dues. Yes, all three at the same time. That's how broken and stupid. New York State is at the same time, all three. Meanwhile, I also got cash from my own company when I was doing business that way. And I reported it all, of course. And I don't want to go to jail. So I reported everything, but I looked at it like, wow, this is stupid. Like, this is where we are. This is where we are. Really bad idea. Act.
1: I can't underestimate, and I don't want you to underestimate how
0: good this news is. Okay, no. It's not. You're completely wrong. This is just fabricated. You know what would be a better, an actual better thing? I don't know. We've ended the war on drugs. We've ended licensing for poor people to start their businesses. That would be amazing news. I would like that. That would be cool. We've made real sentencing reform. We've allowed felons to have an actual second chance at life. Yeah, that would be exciting news. This, nothing. This, nothing zero this all this, this is hurt this is not good news at all it's bad news if you're a worker in this country and i'm sure most of you are
1: this is fantastic news and i would encourage the biden administration me and me the labor department to go even further of course to offer would. more protections for workers including people who currently are classified as independent contractors
0: so yeah even that independent contract give you more protections for everything you literally can take no risk or responsibility of your own whatsoever. Whoever is the employer must take all responsibility for everything you do, no matter what. In New York State, by the way, you may not know this, but in New York State, you are required, required as an employer to take out workers' comp for someone who has an accident on the job, which makes sense, but also, great New York, if they have an accident off the job. Yes, New York State law. So I get it. If you work for me and I ask you to climb a building and you fall off the building, I got it. I got to pay workers comp. I ask you to climb up a building. I got it. But if you on your own decide, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to climb up a building because I'm drunk and I think it's fun. You do that and fall down. My workers comp has to pay you. That's how New York State works. And she says, go further. Go even further. In fact, if you're just a, a contract employee, if you're a contract employee, why would I even hire you? It's not worth it's not worth the risk. You are crushing the little guy. It's not worth the risk. But it's a second piece here that people aren't getting she's not getting it all. Most people, once they don't like their job or their work or whatever the issue is, they will very often try something else. Well, how can you try something else if you're not qualified or have experience to do something else? You really can't, right? Who's going to hire you if you don't have the experience or the knowledge or the credentials to do the thing that you want to do? So what do people often do? They Take a side hustle. And they do it for cheaper, like Fiverr or something like that to test the waters. And now I know I'm only paying five, 10 bucks for this. It's probably not great. You're new at it. We're all learning here. But I'm probably also someone trying to build something out new also. I don't have cash flow. So I'm prepared to pay you less and to get a little bit lower quality or maybe work harder for you so you can grow and so I can grow. The economy is how the little guys grow together. That's how we do it. She doesn't understand that.
1: Now, um, let's also talk a little bit about what happened in California so you can understand why workers in other states have really dodged a bullet here. No, they didn't. So in California, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: these... App-based employers.
0: Evil people, you app-based employers. How dare you provide jobs for people? Oh.
1: And I'm talking about Instacart, Uber, Terrible. Lyft, all of those types of, companies hey, types of companies. Fought aggressively to pass something known as Prop 22. Yep. And Prop 22 would allow for them to reclassify workers as independent contractors.
0: Which means it would allow for them to exist. So they fought for a bill that would allow them to exist these evil companies
1: they spent quite a bit of money to, to get this done and unfortunately that ballot initiative did pass and now workers in california are suffering the consequences of it
0: so i would ask you where are all the uber drivers and lyft drivers and uber each drivers and grubhub drivers where are all those people who are so angry screaming and yelling for union I mean, I know some are, of course, there's always some, but where are all of them yelling for union? Where are all of them yelling to make changes? I, I, I see the opposite. Almost every single Uber or Lyft driver I know, and I know many of them in New York City. I know many of them. They're like, yeah, it's fine. Love it. I get to, I get to hang out with my daughter in the evening and I get to hustle on the weekends, blah, blah, blah. It's all the time. I see guys like, no, no, I drive to another city. There are guys who literally go into their town, drive to a different city to hustle for Uber or Lyft for a couple hours or a couple days a week, and then come back. You can't do that now, can you?
1: Let's take a look at this video because I think it gives you a good idea of just how disastrous
2: this
0: I will been. watch your propaganda. Yes, I will.
2: In California, gig economy companies have written a new law to suit themselves.
0: Oh, do you hear that? Get, he's not biased. Gig economy companies have written a new law to sacrifice, I'm sorry, to satisfy themselves. That doesn't usually happen, does it? That's every law. Dude, that's literally every law. Every law since like murder. I mean, I guess murder wasn't like that. I kind of, but take away murder and every law is that. But this is the evil. Man, they are just demonizing these companies.
2: Spending the most money ever on a California ballot proposition, passing last week with 58% of the vote. Look at that! Companies like Uber, Lyft,
0: and Instacart spent more than $200 million. $200 million. Like, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. My Republican opponent in my gubernatorial race in 2018 spent double that.
2: ...to gather support for Proposition 22, which exempts them from a 2019 law that would have turned their drivers into employees. Oh. Some labor experts worry that this is the beginning of the end of worker protections.
0: Okay, this is, this is not the beginning of the end. This has already been happening, right? And here's the problem. If you guys don't get this, number one piece is, as the unions have been failing for decades, and now they're like, this is the beginning of the end. The end was coming a long time ago. The end began already. Right. The biggest unions now are all public sector unions, not even private sector unions anymore. Come on. This has already been happening. And one of the reasons there are many of them, but one of them is, well, government is providing protections already. Minimum wage, things of that sort, uh, uh, public assistance. They're already doing it already. Uh, Medicaid, Medicare.
1: Prop 22 is probably the most dangerous labor law that
0: has has been passed or voted on in my lifetime. Just stop lying. Just literally lying. It's the worst in the world, we're all gonna die. Stop. They've sort of taken a desire that companies have had for, you know, since capitalism began, which is to keep labor costs as low as possible. I, where do I even go with that one? She's smiling and happy attacking capitalism because that's clearly evil. You see the earrings she's wearing? Would you get those from? Government give you those. I don't think so. I don't think they did. That, that place you live in, government give you that. I don't think so. I think you have to have a capitalism. I think you did. That's just my gut. I could be wrong. Or maybe you're a union person who just makes a bunch of cash because you scam unions. That could be something. But you know, it's capitalism that hooked you up. What drivers
2: don't get is paid time off, sick days, or unemployment.
0: And you know what they do get? Freedom to take off whenever they want and freedom to not show up and the ability to go get a job someplace else. They get all that and they know that. And if you had to give the drivers all that stuff, an Uber will cost twice as much and nobody would use it. The company goes out of business. Now, clearly, Uber and Lyft. Obviously, they fill the gap. You don't get that powerful if the current system's working, but it's not. People would rather get, and this is New York City. Our transit system is such a piece of trash, is such garbage. There is a a um there is a service called Via, and Via is basically some guy's car that travels along a route like a bus and will pick people up, and you pay five bucks to get in. And you take it wherever you want within the city. As long as you know it's going along that route, you get it like a bus. Like that. We have buses in New York. We have subways in New York. And they're cheaper than $5. Yet Via still makes money. People would rather pay $5 to get in a car than pay whatever it is to get in a cab, a bus, or the subway system. And literally Via is twice as much as a subway ride. Two times as much. And people still do it. It's clearly fulfilling a need. So you're mad because government transit system sucks and can't fix the problem. This fixes the problem. And you're mad because I can't get my payroll tax off it or I can't get unions to give me enough money because unions are backing my campaigns
2: insurance that could save these companies 20 percent on employee costs and as independent contractors legal challenges will be more difficult than they are for employees steve greg says he doesn't feel protected uh, i feel Aww. manipulated and exploited i don't feel spoken for
0: why are you driving why do you have that job what's wrong with you i work for these people and i feel manipulated and and not respected or whatever Okay. You, you could not work for them. I mean, this is a gig economy, right? Couldn't you do Fiverr instead? But here's the problem. That guy's got gray hair. That guy's got gray hair. Now I can say, Larry, are you being ageist? No, I got gray hair too. Sorry. I understand where he's coming from. And here's the issue he's dealing with. In today's world, if you're 40 or 50 or 60 and you lose your job, or get fired, or whatever the case may be, or quit, or whatever, move, whatever is your issue, and all of a sudden now you have a resume that you've been in the same company for 20 or 30 years or 15 years, in many cases, you're unemployable. You're unemployable full-time. You can't have a full-time job again, and I know that makes some of you angry, but I understand the reality of life. I do hiring, firing. Used to, sorry, before His Majesty may mean me, um, non-essential. But I used to do hiring, firing. I dealt with this stuff. You know how hard it is if you're 50, you've been in the same company 20 years, and now you want to get another job. Really hard. Why do you think when you go on LinkedIn, and some of you have either done this or seen this, some guy or gal, 45, 50, 55 years old, they lose their job or quit or whatever. And a person's name is John Calhoun Smith. And all of a sudden they're JCS Consulting. Because they have to do part-time work because they can't get a full-time job. So what do they do? They do consulting and then what do they do? They do Uber or Lyft or something else to make some cash. while they figure out what the next step is. Or they go to Fiverr or Angie's List or something like that to do another part-time gig. Why? Because guys like him, guys like me, guys like anybody. Gals like us. When we have to make a change in our life, it is virtually impossible to just change careers. We have to sample other careers or take a career, a new career at a lower salary to get our feet wet in something new. So how do you supplement that? Uber, Fiverr, Lyft. Some side hustle is how many people are making the casting to make as they move to another career. In today's world, we're always learning new stuff. The average youngster who say, 20 years old or something in that area, they're going to have five different careers in their life, not five different jobs, five different careers. How are you going to learn that? Side hustle. Side hustle. But I'll go back to him. The reason why he's doing this now, I don't have to know him. I know him already because he can't make enough money with his regular career anymore. I get it. I've seen it a thousand times. And when I say a thousand times, I mean a thousand times. All the time I see this. So he does something else and side hustle. But The problem is he's accustomed to having a nice, cushy job with all the benefits. Now he wants to just have all the benefits. Now how it works, homeboy. Not the world anymore. That world, that, that world went away. And it went away because of how exactly your government has made it go away. It went away. So I have an idea. Take some time. And fix yourself. That's what you should be doing. Take this gig economy, make search of cash, and find another career. That's an issue.
2: Greg did 16,000 rides as a full-time driver for Uber and Lyft until the pandemic hit. Oh, I love the work because I just fell in love with the human race doing this. and I. St-
0: oh, so you loved it un- until the pandemic hit. Ah, uh, this is worse than I thought. I'm, this is worse than I thought. I probably should have watched this. I'm watching this live with you. and not live. I'm watching it first time with you guys trying to, to, to be good. I haven't watched this before. This is worse than I thought.
2: Paid a driver despite, for a while, despite the decreases in pay. He says that Proposition 22 will make it impossible to earn a living driving full time. They're trying to push it down into a minimum wage job. You should get paid by
0: tips. Yeah, but here's the problem. If this is what's going to happen. And this guy, I can't believe what he's just saying. If this actually passes, that's what it will be. If there's tips, minimum wage is does not include tip workers, right? Well, New York's trying to force it. But assuming you don't do that, minimum wage, if you're getting tips, is lower than regular minimum wage, right? So, like, say, for example, you work in a restaurant or someplace you're a server and you work on a lot of tips, you don't get $15 an hour. Well, I mean, you can, but you can get less. So they're going to do it with him. You work on tips, seven bucks an hour. Good luck, suckers. That's what they're going to do to him. It's going to be worse. Okay, he might get some worker benefit. That's true. But you were able to make 100 grand a year if you busted your rump. Now you're going to make 25 a year if you're lucky. But you'll have benefits. Good luck. You could get that at a fast food joint. Why would you drive for it? The point of driving is so you can hustle and make more money. If you just want a cushy, cheap job, there are many of them out there. I'm not being flippant. I'm in this guy's world. You think COVID didn't whip my ass? You think I would to get crushed in 2010? Have to reinvent myself? Of course I did. Many of us have.
1: He's right about that. And no, unfortunately, not. after Prop 22 passed, uh, many of the drivers who were promised all sorts of perks and benefits found themselves getting quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, being able to reclassify workers as independent contractors means that they don't get many of the protections that ordinary Correct. employees get. Correct. And, and let me also be clear about one thing.
0: But that's all, you, you just say many protections, but you don't have any. What you say is basically workers comp and insurance. First off, with Obamacare, you should be able to have your own insurance, right? is that what Obamacare is about? I have to buy my own insurance. I don't understand that. So you can get your own insurance if you want to, can't you? Right? You got Obamacare, doing Medicare for all I thought or whatever we're doing, right? It's not going to be enough? So why do you care about that? And then workers' comp. Why does it matter if you're going to allow someone to go on disability anyway? It's the same thing, isn't it? There are government programs that will help people who don't want to work. We see it now.
1: I mean, ordinary employees in the United States, it's not like... They're enjoying like a great work environment right now. Obviously, we need to do more to uh, increase the the protections, but also the power of workers in workplaces across the country.
0: Okay, I agree with her. She's right. Workers should have more power. That's 100 percent true. She's right. My issue is, why is government forcing it? I thought that's what unions were for. And I'm not being flippant. I'm saying that's what I thought unions were for. If unions are going to do that, then why aren't people unionizing? Well, Larry, it's hard to unionize. It is. But here's the problem. It's hard to unionize. Why? It shouldn't be. And I'm being, again, not flippant. It shouldn't be, right? Unions are supposed to be these awesome, amazing things. I hear that all the time. Okay. So then why are people not choosing to unionize? One of the reasons, of course, is? That because uh, the company will provide propaganda just as unions do to tell people that you should or shouldn't do it, depending on what side you are. Companies put out propaganda, unions put out propaganda. Absolutely, both of them put out propaganda. Clearly, one is working. Good ideas shouldn't require force. If unions are a good idea, people should unionize. That gives them 100% more power. And I am not, never have been anti union, never have been anti union. You can absolutely, you can absolutely unionize, if you want to. Absolutely, I don't mind that at all. But government should not step in. If a business owner, and this happens often, you find this with smaller businesses. Usually, smaller businesses very often have a connection. Not always, but often have a connection to their to their um, employees, particularly if they're local. And there's no need. For unions, and that's why they're unionized. Because in that case, that that they're connected in a way emotionally, sometimes through family, all types of things. Why do we need government to step in? We don't. This is just another thing. We we have to make everybody awesome. I don't. So everybody should be awesome in every job they're in. What if you're a crappy at that job? Not everyone picks the right job. You should move and change jobs. To be forward, most bad employees aren't actually bad employees. Some are. You absolutely have bad employees, but most aren't. Most, most bad employees are simply in the wrong job. Put that person in a different job. And in many cases, that person will shine. So how, why would I want to keep a person in a bad job for them? Their bad job doesn't work for them. It's just to enforce them to be happy. Instead, let's find a better job.
1: Now, putting that aside for now, uh, let's talk about the fact that they don't get workers compensation if they're reclassified as independent contractors. In the case of these rideshare apps. Remember, we're talking about employees who are using their own vehicles yep. and they're paying for their own gas. Yep. They're not being reimbursed for their gas. And that's another issue. They were promised by these companies before Prop 22 passed that if it passes, you know, you could get this.
0: Okay, were they promised or it, you, you might? What is that issue? See, that's the issue here, right? Yeah, you're right. You, you pay for your own gas. You know what happens if I have a job and I have to travel, say, for example, Long Island, and I have to get into the city every day, and I got to pay two, $300 a month for a railroad ticket. Guess who pays for that? Yeah, I do. I, I, I do. That's the issue. I actually am the one who pays for that. No one else does. I, I don't know what the issue is here. No one else has to do that. Oh, what did I lose? Did I lose? Um... Did I lose some, uh, hold on, let me, let me swap this. I think I, uh, I think I'm going to have to uh, pop this up real fast. I think I can redo this. Hold on. Can you hear this now?
1: And that's not what happened. Ben Valdez, who's a gig worker and I think I lost in California, audio. said a lot of- All right, ra- I'm going to
0: have to grab some audio here in a second. Excuse me, I'm going to have to re- reload that. But my, my point being, um, as I, as I was mentioning, the, the whole idea of what she's saying is she's acting like everybody's in trouble everybody's paying a horrible price. Everybody's dying here. The prop was not that bad of a deal. It just wasn't. That's not what it was. It wasn't a bad deal at all. Let me grab some of your comments while I have a couple seconds. I'll grab some of these comments if I can. All right. Um, Liberty Shamrock says, great topic. It's it's the time to talk about this. Absolutely. It absolutely is. Um, Christine says, in Michigan, workers are getting paid more to stay home. Yeah. when you, In many cases, there is a government option, right? So they're staying home. Yes, but other thing you know, what they'll wind up doing is they'll stay home and not get the job, but then they'll take a gig, a gig economy, a gig job anyway. The issue I want to bring up is several things. Number one, if we all of a sudden decide every single worker who is a, works for anybody is an employee, you will going to stifle growth for a couple reasons. I'll go back to the 50-something 60-something year old person. In many cases, a person who's 50 or 60, many times, not always, but many times, has a lot of advice and information and knowledge and wisdom that they can put out to a company. Very common. They've been working for 20, 30 years. They've got lots of stuff in their head to help somebody out. Well, a large company can afford to pay them the salary that they want, right? Whatever they would say. say in this case, you're, 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 you've been working for 30 years. And you can command a salary of $150,000 a year. That's the salary you can command with the knowledge and background that you have. Awesome. Big companies go, too late, out you go. Why do they do that? Because very often the company only cares about the last 10 years. That's what most resumes are now, the last 10 years. So if you are, if you went to college and you graduated at 24, as most people graduate around, to, around 24, if you're 34, 44, 54, or 64, it's the same. For most companies. So they're going to grab the younger one in general. They're going to grab the 34, 44 versus 54, 64. That's happening constantly across the country. I wish we didn't have such horrible ageism in our, in our hiring, but we do. It exists. And if you're in that age range, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So what do they do? Well, there's a whole bunch of small companies that would love to have a little bit of your knowledge, your background, your expertise, something. They would love to have it. They can't afford it. They can't afford 150K for you. They just can't. But could each small company just get a cut of you? Yeah. Could each company pay you maybe, I don't know, a thousand bucks a month to get you for a couple of hours a week so you can give them the expertise and the assistance and the guidance they need to move this small company forward? Yeah. And if you get 10, 12 cu- customers doing that, you're back to your number. You can still make a living. And still give your expertise to a bunch of small businesses. Now, here's the best part. One of those small businesses is probably going to get big. And when they get big, who's the first person they're going to bring on full time? You. That's how today's world works. And these people don't get that. They have no clue. They are lost. They do not understand this at all. But that's how the world works. That's what we should be doing. That's how you get someone who is almost unemployed in a normal in- environment now totally employable and not just that, desirable. And if that person's savvy enough and this company gets big enough, they even get a piece of ownership of that company and they become more entrepreneurial and that company gets sold, they make a killing. There's retirement. That's how that can work and how it should work. But not that. You go, you know what, Larry, I'm 45, 50. I don't want a full-time job anymore. I'm tired of messing with these young knuckleheads. I don't want to do this anymore. Okay, take a, a, a less stressful job just to get some benefits and do gig work on the side. Lots of people in their 40s, 50s, particularly if their kids are now gone, their kids are now you know out. Why not? You, you did the rat race for 30 years or whatever you did. You don't want to do the rat race anymore. So you quit. You take a nice, cool job managing some store or whatever. It's not crazy for you. Or even unless you take like you sort of, sort of be an employee. Just let, you know what? I'll ring up the stuff. I'm good. I'll, I get benefits of that. It's fine. And do some gig work on the side. And the gig workers consulting or something else, it's Fiverr, or it's or you Uber or you do whatever and you make some cash. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with people understanding how to pay for gas? That that's an expense. That's a good thing for people to know that gas is an expense, insurance is an expense. This is what this is what business people have to know to start a business. Yeah. John says, I'm a part-time Uber driver. I'd prefer to stay an independent contractor. I like driving when I feel like it and quitting whatever time I want. Yes. And here's the worst part. This is going to affect women too. They always show the male doing it, but it's the women too. Remember, still to this day, the vast majority of caretakers in this country are women. The vast majority still are women taking care of kids, but not just kids, elderly parents. It's usually the woman. There's men too. But we know this. this. The data's in most of the people doing it are women. So you got a kid in school, you got a sick kid, you got a, a sick mom or dad, you'd like to have some flexibility. And when you can get mom or dad taken care of by somebody or their caregiver comes, you go out and make some cash. Yeah, you can be an Uber drive, Lyft driver, make some money. Help pay for that uh, home healthcare worker for your mom or dad. Of course you can, absolutely. So David said, depends on who you ask. If you ask a Democrat, Biden is right about the economy. And Trump is a racist. If you ask Republicans, Biden's trying to destroy the economy. Yeah, it's probably accurate, David. I think he's probably right. Yes. Jimmy said, if concerts are allowed again, I don't think I want to go back out uh, on the road with tours. I'm so blessed with what I have now. I love that, Jimmy. That's amazing. Lewis says, this will screw my son who does Uber Eats. There's a lot of people who are learning how to hustle. You know, you you look at some of our, our youth today, some of them don't know how to hustle. Not because they're dumb. Many of them are very smart. The issue is they've never had to. They don't know how. You got to have experience in something to figure it out. None of us know how to do stuff off the bat. Yes. John says the real issue is taxation. Yes. Yes, my brother, you've hit it. As independent contractors, we can write off all kinds of expenses. We cannot as employees. Correct. Yes. Independent. Look, I'm a business owner. Here's what I will say. I pay the least legal amount of tax I can possibly pay. Absolutely, I follow all the rules to the T. But if I can take something off legally, I will absolutely do so. Of course, I would. That's what I have an accountant for. My accountant does it. Of course, they do. That's what we do. So, yeah, 100%. Why do you think some of these companies pay no taxes? They found loopholes to take stuff off, so it's not. It's 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 just you know an expense. Well, now, all of a sudden, the individual person is figuring this out. You know what independent contractor means? You're independent. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. Barry says, using California example is a good idea. Yeah, never. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, you're completely correct. That is a, a terrible idea. David uh, says, this will destroy jobs like own-operate truck drivers. Yes, I used to be one, David. My first business we, I, I opened up was that. I was a truck driver in New York City. Yes, I know, 100%. It'll destroy us. Yep, because what will often happen is companies that deliver things, those of you who don't know how this works, is there are companies that are basically professional dispatchers. That's their job. You want something delivered. You can't afford to get a a, a, a truck driver who's got an 18-wheel or whatever to wrap your stuff. up. You can't. And you, you can't afford to buy a van to keep one in case you need to get some delivered. It's just not realistic. So you call it one of these companies, some quick delivery company. And most of these quick delivery companies are really dispatchers, right? They have a bunch of owner operators who are in their world and they call them, go, hey, Larry, can you can I get you to go from A to B today? And I go, Yeah, sure. And they have a deal. When I was doing it, it was usually about a 65-35 split. So if the if the if the job was a thousand bucks, I got 650. They got 3 dollars That was a general rule. But there were exceptions, right? Mixes, matches. Sometimes there were flat fees involved. Depends on how you negotiate them. But that was a common thing. This is 20 years ago for me. So I don't know if it's, that still exists for an operators. But that's what it used to be for me. And you'd go deliver, right? And they'd be happy. You'd be happy. Everybody's happy. I wasn't their employee. And I would be part of a network of maybe six, seven, eight dispatchers. So they would call me. Are you available? I'm not. I'm going to job with somebody else. Oh, I am. Because I'm whatever. That's how you And You try to... A good owner-operator would try to always be going from point A to point B with something in the vehicle, right? You never want to be driving someplace with nothing in the vehicle whenever possible. That's always the goal, is to always be full. But guess who paid for the gas? I did. Guess who paid for the truck? I did. Guess who paid for the insurance? I did. Yeah. That's how owner-operators work. That's how businesses work. That's how independent contractors think and work. This is a good thing for a country, not a bad thing. The Shamrocker says, telling businesses how to run their own business is how we got here. In the words of Gary Johnson, Uber everything. There we go. I love it. Uber everything. I love it. Absolutely. Jimmy says, I love Uber and Lyft. Better service. I never go back to taxi unless I'm downtown Chicago. Calling for a taxi is a thing of the past. And I had to deal with that. Jimmy, I was one of those guys like you. I think you guys from gray hair like me. So I think we're both a person of, of we remember those days. Gone now. Tommy says, here's my view. There is good in having employees and contract workers. Yet, yeah, thank you, Tommy. It's a choice. You got to do what works for you. And maybe you want both. But who am I to decide? Who am I to tell Jimmy he needs to go to work for someone? Who am I to tell Jimmy he needs to work at all? Who am I to tell Jimmy he should be uh, use, use Uber or a taxi? I'm just some guy. He's doing what he feels right. She says, my wife is a contract worker for our local hospital. There are lots of nonprofit hospitals that thrive and do great things with both. She gets all the benefits of any other worker. Oh, I like that. That's a good deal. Absolutely. Yes. David says, wouldn't gig jobs be self-employed? Yes. And might have to pay both employee and employer poor social security taxes. Um, I think generally speaking, that's not true. If you're self employed, you tend to be a sole provider. So that that tends not to be true, but depends upon your, let your accountant ask that question. But I think in general, um, that's not the case. Um, Jericho says, why do progressives think that people are too dumb to figure out about the unemployment benefits? Jericho, thank you. It is always the assumption that everyone is helpless and that someone's got to come in and save you. Jericho, you need to be saved. Just saying. She's going to come save you. You don't know any better. She's smarter than you. So you're too dumb. She is going to come by And you don't even know you need to be saved. That's how dumb we are. We're so dumb. We don't know. We need to be saved. Why wow, are we dumb? She's gonna come and save us. I love it. Rebecca says I work freelance as a stage manager as a part-time random job. My employer had to deal with all the paperwork in front of the employee before, and it wasn't worth it for a four-week job. They can pay in cash now. Yes, and here's my other piece that I was from Rebecca. Thank you. If you want to be a full-time stage manager, and if you have all you want to work in that field, whatever that field is, right? You want to be, you want to work in, you know, different parts of the entertainment industry. How are you going to get the experience and knowledge to be good at it? Gig work. That's how you're going to learn. I don't know if you're already good at that. I don't know, but assuming whatever it is. But let's say, let's go down the road. Let's say you didn't know much about stage management at all. Sake of argument. You didn't know much at all. And you had to figure it out. And you thought, do I want to do this for a living or not? Is this something that that motivates me? Well, do some freelance work and you'll figure it out. You go, this is for me. Or no, I hate it. It's not a good idea. Well, Larry, why don't you get certified? So I should spend tens of thousands of dollars getting whatever is the appropriate certifications for this. I don't know what they are, but whatever. You go do that and you come back and go, wow, this sucks. I'm glad I threw my money and time away. That makes no sense at all. And the reality of it is we're going to have lots of different careers. This is how you learn and change your career by doing gig work until you are valuable enough to where people go, I really need Rebecca. She's in, oh my God, I got, I'm got. i a picker over everybody else. And when they start picking Rebecca, they may already, I, I don't know, Rebecca, what, what's happening with your stage manager gig, but if they're picking you over everybody else, you're already showing value and you probably can now command a higher price. You don't have to command minimum wage because you're good. And they go, oh, yeah, she knows her stuff. So now when he used to pay you whatever, 100 bucks, now they pay you 200 bucks. Or he's paid 200 bucks, now they pay you four. This is what we should all be thinking about. But something else. Now we should also be thinking about how are we going to now unite? when there's gig workers, to find their own insurance. Are you telling me Uber can't have their own insurance? Of course they can. Why not? Of course they can. Quentin says, I don't think that is on anyone's mind even. Yes, no one's thinking, this is the worst thing ever. No one's thinking that. That's completely fabricated 100%. Yes, totally, totally, yes. Christie says, the most serious problem facing workers today is governments thinking it's big fat knows where it doesn't belong. The most serious problem facing workers, workers today is at the whim any governor can tell you you can't work. That's the most serious problem. Any governor, when they decide, can tell you that you may not work. That is the most serious problem. You may not. You must stay in your home. You, must, you cannot work. That's our biggest problem. I don't know what the rest of the stuff is. Let me see if I can get this going again. Hold on. I'm going to see if I can do this one more time. For some reason, I had a problem with um, audio. So I am going to see if I can get it going again, if, if, if possible. Hold on. And for some reason, I've lost my audio. I don't know why that happened. All right, let me try one more time. Hold on. And I'm just going to pop this up if I can to give myself um, a little bit more. One more time, I'll close it and reopen. For some reason, my computer decided it didn't want to do audio for me anymore. I don't know why it didn't want to do audio. It just decided, no. (laughs) I don't care about your, your stupid audio, Larry. You don't get to have any. All righty. Do I have it now? And I don't have audio. Okay, I guess I won't be showing you any more of that then. For some reason, my computer decided it doesn't want to give me audio today. I don't know why. Okay, um, let me keep going down. I'll keep. I'll keep grabbing this. the The point that I I wanted to make over over all of this was, not only does this hurt the individual Uber driver, but it hurts any gig employees. You know, to Rebecca's point. It it hurts someone if they're a a worker. I mean, if they're a, a a musician, right? You know how many musicians do gigs and get paid X dollars here or there, so they can get better and get experience. Again, I go back to it. How in the world do people gain experience in today's world? It's if you go back to the old days of well, I go to college or whatever, and then I get out, and then I just you know have the credentials. And I stay with a company for 40 years. They get a gold watch and I retire. Those days have been over for, for decades also. You're going to change jobs. You're going to change everything. The gig economy is the way we do it. Constantly, it's the way we do it. And they, they're just not getting it. Let me grab a couple of these if I can. Um, Tommy says, regular decaf. Only regular decaf. Come on now. No way. Yes. Dustin says they're fighting a losing battle. Robo taxes are around the corner. It, you know that's an interesting point. Dustin is is the is is that going to be the thing that stops them anyway? Is the robo tax going to stop us anyway? Is that going to be the thing? I don't know. Maybe yes. Um, Michael says Uber drivers bailed out my butt when when Connecticut impounded my car. I probably would have lost my job. I live in a suburban rural area that would not have had this type of service with a gig structure. Look at that. Look at that. See that? I'm gonna go one step further. <clears throat> Uber will do something else. For those of you who don't know, Uber will help you, believe it or not, Uber will help you to um finance a car if you want to finance a car. So if you don't have a car, Uber will help you finance a car so you can lease a car and have a car that you can use for yourself and when you Uber. Not a bad deal, right? They'll help you. And obviously, if you've got good credit, you can get your own car. That's awesome. But what if you're not? What if you're young and don't know how? What if you're an immigrant and you don't have a good enough credit score? All of a sudden now, they can help you out. Not a bad deal. Not a bad deal at all. So, yes. All right. So, if I can do this here. um, Have you seen that the Biden-Harris administration wants to lower the threshold below 600 bucks a year on 1090? Oh, is that right? Base destroys Etsy. Oh, no. I didn't know that. That's terrible. No, you have to. Certain amounts of of, of, of income you have to report, Right. And it's, I, think, I thought it was 500, but 600, thank you, uh, Quest Fanning. Uh, 500. I thought it was 500, but I guess it is 600. And once you do this, well, then now you can't even sell. They're not allowing you to sell your own stuff. They're literally hurting the economy, stopping people from making commerce. And they're like, this is helping workers. First off, how? And second off, why does everyone have to only be a worker? Why can't you be a worker and sell stuff on Etsy? What's wrong with that? Why can't you be a worker and do Uber Eats? Why can't you be a worker and drive Lyft? Up to you if you want to. Why can't you? Of course you can. You can. They don't want you to. They don't want you to. Amen. This guy can't be serious. Yeah, I know. That's good. Uh, Barry says, last I looked, California is an example of how overtaxed companies and they move to Texas. Yes. They're leaving. Yes, they're leaving. David says, this is a blatant example of authority deciding what you are worth. Wow. You're right. That's good. They're deciding what you're worth. You're worth X dollars per minimum wage hour that we decide. And you're worth X amount of overtime that we decide. And that's what you get. And if you can't get a job, here's the worst part. If you have a good gig economy, and many of you know this, if you have a good gig economy, when you can't get a job, you actually have options. When you have a bad gig economy, when you can't get a job, you're on public assistance. That's how that works. And sadly, I think many Americans, particularly those in charge, are totally okay with you going to public assistance. The, the gig economy balances the free market and allows the commonwealth to determine their value. Wow, David, yes, 100%. Yes. Jimmy says, I'm going to become a garbage man at the age of 50. That's one of the very few choices in my area. I I guess. Okay. Good to go, man. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. I like it. So, yes. Uh, Jimmy says, yes, yes, and yes. Thank you, Jimmy. We're on the same uh, page. I like that. Yes. Um, I'm going to get a job at Facebook and ban flower relikes. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. So, all right. Uh, well, people don't like his old car. It's true. But I already told you this, right? He he got let go. That's what happened. I mean, this is say it, but I know it. That's what happened. He either got let go or he quit or he moved and his job or his job, you know, got he got laid off, whatever. And now he's saying, how do I make money now? Well, guess what? Exactly. To David's point. Well, now he has an option. Right now, he can go use the gig economy and make some money. He can do that. And using that old car. He doesn't have to buy a new car. And then she goes, well, i got to buy your own car and buy you new gas. He got an old car. He's making money on that thing. Not a bad deal. Maybe he bought that car used just so he can do Uber. What's wrong with that? Good on him. Good on him. And now he's mad because COVID hit. Don't be mad at COVID. Be mad at the government for shutting you down. Don't shut the economy down. And you can keep making money, can't you? Absolutely. Sarah says, more government is never good. Bernard says, when I was a server, I got paid uh, $2.13 an hour. Thank you. Yes. On a slow shift, it was well below minimum wage. Bernard exactly right. They're going to make them. Well, they get tips, right? So they don't need minimum wage. You're going to get less money doing Uber if this happens. Because Uber can't afford you. So a lot less people are going to be doing it. 100%. Dustin says, because unions are corrupt too. Yes. Yes, they're all corrupt. Yes. Lewis says, I disagree, Larry. The people who started the businesses took the risk to start their business. This is true too. But I'm I, I wasn't trying to say that the people who start the businesses um, shouldn't be um compensated. If if that came across, I apologize. That wasn't what I was trying to say. What I was saying is this is a this is two people, both sides trying to negotiate. So both should have power. Both should have the ability um, to negotiate. I don't want the owner, the only one having power. I don't want the worker, the only one having power. I want workers to have power and, and I want business owners to have power. And if they want to negotiate or collectively bargain, good on them. Good on them. I'm not happy about that. They should be able to, to bargain any way they want to bargain. That's what I'm saying. So, yes. All right, see if I can keep going down here if I could. Um, they can deduct their mileage in the taxes in the independent account. That's true. They can deduct mileage. I know that. That is absolutely true. Yeah, exactly that. Yes. Wouldn't gas be a tax write-off? Yes, absolutely. It is a, ga- it is a tax write-off. The gas is absolutely a tax write-off. And, in fact, so is maintenance in your car, right, because you're using it. It's it's also uh, maintenance in your car. Both of those are true. Yes. So, all right. Um, I don't understand what needs to be fixed. If someone wants to drive a taxi, you drive a taxi. If not, be an Uber driver. Yes, Tom, I agree 100%. Yep. James says the government can't keep its welfare programs limited to you as an independent contractor. They don't want that though, James. See, they don't want that. What they want is for you to actually let them tell you when, who, how to work. If you're independent, the problem in the contract piece is the independent part. That's the problem. We got to fix that. That that's an issue. So yes, oh, excuse me. That that that's their issue. Let's see here. Hold on one second. All right, there we go. Hold on one second, guys. I got my audio back, which is awesome. I want to go back to this, if I could. All right, here. I'm gonna grab you a little bit more, if I could. I'm gonna grab the ball And then I'm going to go to Stossel after this, because I know some of you are talking about Stossel. You want to see Stossel? I'm going to give you some Stossel, too. Some of you do want Stossel. Own
1: vehicles, and they're paying for their own gas. Yep. They're not being reimbursed for their gas. That's true, and that's another issue. They were promised by these companies before Prop 22 promised? passed that if it passes, you know, you could get this reimbursed. We're going to look out for you, and that's not they what happened. Promised. Ben Valdez, who's a gig worker in California, said a lot of drivers were duped because duped. they expected they were magically going to be able to qualify for benefit.
0: Okay. If, if they literally were, were expected that they were magically going to be able to qualify for benefits, what? How dumb is that even sounding?
1: It's that the companies made it sound like they were going to pay for upfront, and mm-hmm. that drivers were going to be getting reimbursement for the mileage. They didn't. In fact, Valdez also says, I've had maybe three or four nights where I literally made $4.
0: Why are you still working there? I don't mean to be mean, but why are you working there? You make four dollars. What's why are you working there? Why aren't you sitting in your car and reading a book so you can get a college degree or something, or do some homework in your car? The amount of people I've seen in Uber who are doing something valuable with their time while they don't get—I can't. What are you just sitting there, look, staring at in space? You just sit in your car till you get the. You're just sitting you. You're just staring in the space? Get in a phone call, talk to your friend, learn something, watch Netflix. I don't mean to be flippant. I mean, how, how much of a of a figurative figurative child is Ben Valdez? So if no one if I'm sitting in a in, in a parking lot or wherever you're sitting, waiting for your Uber thing to light up, whatever it is, you just sit there and do nothing is there in the space? What's wrong with you, man? I I mean, seriously, if I was his friend, I'd be like, Ben, what are you, stupid? What's wrong with you? Why are you doing Uber if you only made four bucks? Why aren't you doing Lyft? Or why aren't you doing something to better yourself while you're waiting for Uber to light up? I've seen, you've all seen this, students who were studying for their exam until the Uber pops up. Oh, great. Boom. Go pick some up, drop them off, go back to studying. Well, if you studied all night and made four bucks, that's better than studying all night and making nothing, isn't it? I, I, this, th- that we even feel this. Oh my God. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm so upset, but this is going back to what you said, Christina. I, these people are dumb and need to be saved. I mean, some of them <laughs> clearly do like need to be saved. I think Ben is one of them. I mean, we don't have any right to save him, but I think this guy needs to be saved. Um, wow.
1: So some of you might wonder, how is that even possible? Yeah! Well, under this law, Uber gets to avoid paying their workers when they do not have someone in their vehicle. So
0: What? So they don't pay people when they don't work? What a stupid law! Oh! So this law will allow you to have... Oh... Like, I can't believe she's saying this. So it's your car. You can do whatever you want. And Uber's got to pay you. You could literally be sitting there watching TV, watching the game. You could could be watching the Yankee game in your car and Uber's got to pay you. What? If they're on the road looking for someone to give a ride to. They're not looking. They're not taxi cab drivers. They're not doing that. They're waiting for the Uber sign to get. They're being given. They're being given the people who are. That's not how this works.
1: They're not getting paid for that time. They only get paid for the rides that they give.
0: Oh, <laughs> and she's mad at this. Okay, let me ask you if you ran a taxi and you owned a medallion taxi in New York City, you own one of those, and you're sitting at home with a taxi cab out front and you just watch and looking at it, you get paid. You don't. If you. Run a taxi, a yellow taxi, or a green taxi in New York City. Guess when you get paid when you have someone in the car. That's when you get paid. It's the same. Wow, i are you I'm wondering, is this woman that much of an ideologue that she just can't see it? Does she just not care? Is she that ignorant? I'm and just defiant. This is their, I was just talking about the other night, wasn't I? The defiance. I am so righteous. And she's so wrong. In fact, she's embarrassing herself with what she's saying. Can you believe these people only get paid to drive people when they're people in the car? Oh.
1: Also, a study by labor economists at the University of California, Berkeley in October of 2019 found that Prop 22 guarantees a minimum wage of just $5.64 an hour as only engaged time is accounted for in the wage calculations.
0: Yet still, for some reason, and this is the weirdest part, for some reason, you still have tens of thousands of people clamoring to do Uber. Isn't it weird? But they're not clamoring to work at the fast food joint, but they're clamoring to do Uber. Weird, isn't it? Maybe not only does the customer want this, but just maybe also the worker wants it. Just saying, you could look at all the studies you do and you can instead just look at, are people rushing to do this? Kind of, yeah.
1: And one other graphic, because it's important for you guys to know all the details. Yeah, it is. Shortly after Prop 22 passed, several gig apps announced fees for customers in California would increase to cover the costs of Prop 22 benefits after several of the apps claimed prices would hike if Prop 22 didn't pass.
0: What? So fees for customers in California would increase to cover the costs of Prop 22? price, if it didn't pay, what? Yeah, because you made them pay two hundred million dollars for something that they should not have to work on. Yeah.
1: So they're facing some re- legal consequences for that lie, uh, because I'm sure that that persuaded some consumers in California to vote in favor of Prop 22, thinking that they wanted to, you know, keep the costs of using these services low. But at the end of the day, these rideshare companies decided to hike the prices up anyway.
0: Yeah, but they would have hiked the prices up even higher in perpetuity to pay that you said literally over 20 percent increase in labor costs. So they would. And now they got to give it. Oh, my God, forget about it.
1: So when I say that the Biden administration uh, made the good move here. I really do mean it. No, you're wrong. But I'm still uncomfortable with where we're at. Not Uh, enough. The Labor Department's decision here is important because they effectively prevented a Trump-era rule from taking effect.
0: Well, see, the rule is bad because it's Trump-era rule. I mean, that by default makes it bad, doesn't it? I mean, let's be clear. That's, I mean, that's one of the reasons why it's bad. It's Trump-era. Anything with Trump on it is by default bad, right?
1: But it's not enough. We need never to do enough. more to ensure that what happened to workers in California doesn't happen to workers across the country.
0: No, we always have to do more. Have you noticed that? It's never enough. We always got to do more. I get it. I love that. So I, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I'm glad my sound back. um. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. It was something that I thought was really interesting. Um, It was interesting because it showed a side that uh, that is so obvious of what that that it's so obvious that it's wrong, yet it's spoken as if they are the right, as if they have the moral high ground. You hear that constantly, like they have the moral high ground, and they absolutely don't. So let me grab this here. Paula says, companies are struggling to get people to work because there is more money in staying home. Yeah. If you want to work, you can't in Ohio. Paula, not just in Ohio. I'm actually hearing that all over. Um, I'm seeing that constantly all over. Um, and I think that's why you're going to see them. Get rid of most of the the benefits that they've been talking about. They're going to get rid of most of those benefits. And I think they're going to get rid of them because they actually are concerned. They absolutely are concerned. Let me see if I can find that. um, You'll find the John Stossel one. I want to grab that one if I can Um, so we can go down that piece. And this one also is is similar, but this takes the opposite side, right? Uh, Jimmy says, exactly how I started my small construction company 25 years ago. Yeah. All of us, when we start something new, Whether we're 19, 29, 39, 49, 59, at some point, you got to get the the experience. At some point, you have to learn the trade. You kind of have to, right? There's no way around that. You have to figure out a way of doing that in some way. And that's my point, right? We all do that. But it used to be that it was usually done when you were younger. Now that could be done anytime, in your 20s, 30s, 40s. doesn't matter at all, 100%. Jericho says, I live in uh, south of Rochester and Monroe County had a job fair with over 200 positions available and only four people showed up. Wow. See that, Paula? It's New York too. I know it's New York. I see it here too. I see that I've seen so many restaurants here where the owner and the family are working because they can't get servers to come in. Seriously, they can't get servers to come in. They won't come in. They'd rather stay unemployed. They will not work. They just won't do it. I, I've seen that more than once. Yes. Lewis Ghost, that's unbelievable. No, no, no. That makes sense. I mean, I've seen that kind of thing. Yes, absolutely. So anyway, uh, let me see if I can keep going down this road here for a couple more real fast. Um, Tommy says, thanks to Larry Sharp. My next gig is cybersecurity advising. I like that for people in local governments. There we go, Tommy. And for those who don't know, Tommy has a cool Facebook page. You guys want to check it out. It's called Brown Book. Cyber security. It's on, it's on Facebook. Check it out. A lot of great stuff here. A lot of great stuff here. Absolutely. So, yes. So, let me uh, head over to Stasa real fast. And I'll show you the stuff. Stasa is obviously going to be a different take. Stasso is far more libertarian than the Young Turks. So, there's going to be a different take on it. But you'll see the pieces that we talk about there, too
2: have to work 70 80 hours a week just to survive
0: yep. freelancers like
3: uber drivers are being abused say the media
2: this driver has a three-year-old and a one-year-old
3: mm-hmm. but says he hardly gets to spend any time with them i have to work every single day more than
0: 10 hours 11 hours so in california yeah and i get that i do feel for him but i would ask i would ask the reality of it you know is is that what would he be doing if it wasn't uber and it's a serious question Am I saying that you have to have only Uber? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not. I'm asking, what would he be doing if it wasn't Uber? Can he find something better? And if he can't, if it's real, if he cannot, and I don't know that man at all, perhaps he can't, perhaps he's in a position to where Uber's the best he can do. Maybe that's true. But if he can't, isn't this still a good thing for him? Think about that. If if this is true and this guy Cannot find anything better than Uber. That's the position that he's in right now. Isn't it good that Uber exists? Or is him going on on public assistance a better answer? He right now, whatever situation he's in, he can do the work, 10, 11 hours work. And I don't mean to be mean, but my mom worked two jobs too. So did my father. They were away a lot. They were both working so we can get out of the South Bronx when I was a kid. That's how we got out of South Bronx by my mom and my dad working many hours a day. Uh, Unions pushed for a new law. Now note what John Stossel said. Union pushed for a new law. Isn't that funny? How the Young Turks, their thing was, and these industries made the law for them. And Stossel goes, and the unions pushed for the law. It's brilliant. It passed.
1: Make sure that the 1 million independent contractors in California get the wages and benefits that they deserve.
0: One million. That's a lot of gig economy workers. There's probably more now and it's at least that many in New York state. That's a lot of workers who are using the gig economy in some way.
3: Assemblywoman Gonzalez wrote the law that dictates millions of freelancers must now be hired as employee. Yep. Gig workers win historic victory.
0: And this is what they keep talking about. I keep hearing this. It's such a great thing. What a great deal. I don't know, I to be forward, I don't know one gig worker who thinks this. I mean, maybe they exist. I'm sure they do. That one guy we saw up earlier, he was happy, I guess. Well, he's probably doing something else now. But my point is, I don't know any that are telling me this. Oh my God, I can't. I don't know this. I don't, I don't know this to be true. "Terry said
3: the media. They'll get benefits they need, like a minimum wage, overtime, sick pay. Politicians said this will help freelancers a lot. You're thinking you're helping
4: us? but you're not. Freelancers like Ari Hurstand say, this law hurts us. Yeah, this law was written to help the little guy. I'm a little guy, I'm a musician. This is what I was talking about, wasn't it? This yes. could single-handedly crash the California music economy. <laughs> I'll play a gig at a venue in, in LA and yep. I wanna hire a, a drummer.
0: Rebecca, you watching? This is like your people right here.
4: A bassist and a guitar player, 200 bucks each. Now, before, I just cut him a check for $200. Yep. Now, I actually have to take that drummer, put him on payroll, yep. uh, W2 him, get yep. workers' comp insurance, unemployment insurance. I have to pay payroll taxes. I also have
0: to now hire a payroll company. Yep. So how much is that guy going to make? He used to give that guy 200 bucks. He can't pay him 200 bucks now. He got paperwork to do. He got a payroll company. He's gonna hire. He probably best to have an admin person who knows how to fill the paperwork out, or he gets sued or he gets fined. Guaranteed, the state will come in and fine him. Guaranteed, the state will then go, "Ooh, now I can make some cash," and they will start hammering these guys because they're breaking the rules or whatever they're doing, and they'll start hammering them and finding him. And now, we well, used to make two hundred bucks. You're gonna make like seventy-five dollars. I'm not even joking. Seventy-five bucks. Or the ticket price becomes so high that now nobody goes.
4: Not only that, if he works for someone else, I'm going to have to be an employee of that music
0: venue when I just play there once. This has already happened to me in New York City because New York City has horrible rules like this already. They're insanely stupid. They're terrible. They're already that way. So I've already done this where I have my own company where I do my own consulting and training where I bill out my own way. And because I work at a college or I work at a a government agency, literally as a trainer for a short period of time, I have to become an employee. Yeah. I consult with a company depending on the company, they have to make me an employee. So I mean, I can have two jobs officially and run my own company just so I can do the paperwork. What a terrible idea once a
4: year maybe and so the music venues we're going to start to see those shutting down yep having a good one yep the law targeted ride share companies like uber and lyft
3: politicians claim the companies abuse drivers but now many drivers are upset by
0: the laws saying. well this is my point right if you're if you're trying to target two different companies right uber and lyft then you should be open about it and see if it's constitutional i'm very serious If you're saying Uber and Lyft are evil, if you believe that to be true, okay, target a law against them. These are the bad guys. This is the bad thing. And see if it makes any sense. See if they are that evil, if they're destroying the world. They're not. But if they were, then target them and pass a law to stop those guys. Why would you pass a massive law destroying the entire industry of so many people because you're mad at Uber and Lyft?
3: I like being independent.
0: Yep. I don't want a boss to tell me
4: when or where to drive.
0: I like making money making deliveries because I'm on my own mm-hmm. schedule. This yep.
4: is my favorite pastime right now. When I get into an Uber or a Lyft, I ask my driver, what do you think about this new law? Mm-hmm. Either they don't know about it or yep. they're not in favor of it either. And I'm like, oh, wait, why don't you like that? This? this law was written to help you. Yep. Like, oh, well, I'm a recording engineer. I'm a photographer. and I'm, This is my fourth side gig. Like, This is
0: exactly what I was talking about. People who are trying to move into a new world to be happy, to find their own place in life, often as you make that move into something new, like a a musician or whatever the case may be, unless you are insanely lucky, and it does happen, but unless you are the one in a million insanely lucky musician that walks in the door and goes, boom, I'm a star. Unless that happens, you happen to be that lottery winner and that happens to you, you're going to have to go through a whole lot of work like this guy and others to hit that stride that you need to be a successful musician, to make a living as a musician or any photographer, all those things. It takes time and money and energy before you can make that, that connection to where, yes, I can feed my family and, and support my lifestyle on this job. So you need gig work to do that. I just said that, this guy's like reading my mind.
4: I just, I wanna do this when I wanna do this. Yep. And if now I'm an employee and I'm W-2, they're gonna dictate my hours. I don't want that. The reason I do this is for the freedom and the flexibility.
0: So, exactly. So if you want a regular job, there's lots of regular, I'm not against regular jobs. I think they're wonderful. Lots of people have them. Lots of people love them. Please, if you like that, have a regular job. Nothing wrong with that. Why are we stopping those who don't want that? That's my problem. The lawmakers say we know better.
3: When you
1: have to take a side job, or third gig, or fourth gig—that's not flexibility. That's feudalism.
0: That's feudalism. What a bunch of garbage that is. So, when you have a job, whatever that job is, and your boss tells you that you will work here at this job from eight a.m. until six p.m. every Monday through Friday, you will do that every, and you may not be late. You must be here eight a.m. And you must leave at 6 p.m. And you will get one hour lunch. And that one well, an hour lunch will be from, from noon to 1 p.m. That's when you may eat. And you take a break twice a day. Twice a day. And the break comes at 10 and also at 2.15. That's when your break is. That's when you can have a break and go to the bathroom and stuff. That's it. That's not feudalism. Oh, your, your mom is ill or sick? You must apply in advance and let me know if you want to go someplace. Oh, you're not going on vacation? I will tell you when. And you only get two weeks. That's all you get. And you only get it after six months. That's not feudalism. What is wrong with you? Do you do you have like a, 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 a problem in your mental capacity on what you just said? But when you have four voluntary side gigs, that is literally the opposite of feudalism. You cannot take them if you don't want to. You can quit. You can go get a job. You cannot show up to all four of them if you want to. It's the gig economy. It is literally the opposite of feudalism. And most of these people don't have to get the gigs. Most people who are working gig jobs don't have to. Most of them want to. Most want the extra money or want to try something new and have to make cash. I'm not making it up. Do your own homework. That's absolutely true. Most want it. Some are stuck. I agree. But again, if someone's stuck because this is the best they can do, they can't get anything better than three gig gig jobs. Aren't we happy they have, at least have that? And they can bust their rump to make some cash. And maybe, unlike idiot Ben that we talked about earlier, maybe take some time to learn something new. Maybe watch some YouTube videos on how to program or something. I'll go to college or insert thing here, whatever is the thing you need to get better. Study for the bar and become a lawyer. I don't know. Whatever. whatever's your thing. She's so wrong. I I, I am blown away by how obviously wrong they are and how righteous they are in their complete ignorance. No, but we want to. You're preventing us from doing what
4: we want to do. It's not something that we need or we even want, you know? We want to leave it the way it is.
3: The law upset truck drivers. Yes.
2: Dozens of independents who own and operate their own trucks drove around the Capitol protesting the bill. Yes. Their protest
3: won them an exemption from the law.
0: These other politically connected- Oh my, look at this. So it's a law, but you make all the exemptions except for the people you're trying to punish. Brilliant. Brilliant. Look at that. Yeah, direct salesperson. Yeah. So you, so if, if you do this, there's no such thing as a commissioned sales rep anymore. That will go away. That's where they put direct salesperson. Otherwise, you can't have any, there, there's no such thing as a commissioned salesperson anymore. You can't eat what you hunt, which is a tough gig. But some people like it. I made a killing on it. I was okay. I had that job for a while. I did not mind at all. I did not mind at all. I learned some of my best lessons being being a, a, a salesperson who only ate what he hunted. That's it. I only ate what I killed. That was all. And that's not for everyone. And you shouldn't all be direct salesperson now. You shouldn't all be commission-only sales reps. Not everybody should be that. But if I wanted to do it and you want to do it, Why would people stop us? Libertarian movement is about the same thing always. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. This goes in direct violation of all three of those.
4: Got exemptions too. I've been trying to work out a cleanup bill to give the music industry an (laughs) exemption from this law.
0: And that's the problem. See, I get it. I get why he's, I'm not mad at this position for doing this, but I get it. He realizes I can't win. So let me get an exemption. The problem is, this is a garbage law. It shouldn't exist. It's a terrible law.
3: Should not exist. You get an exemption then, and the truck drivers get an exemption. Right. Why is that good law-
4: Exception Thank you. For
3: who's ever clever enough to get to the politicians? It's yep. definitely
4: not the solution. Can you just write us out of this law and help us out? Here's a, here's some money for your new campaign, for your next yep. campaign. Like, no, that doesn't seem like that's a way to kind of legislate. No, I would agree. it doesn't. Yeah, that's how it's often done. Yep, And now other politicians want to copy California. Yes, they do. New York's already started to adopt it. New Jersey, Illinois, and the House of
0: Representatives. Oh, oh, well, huh. New York, New Jersey, Illinois. Huh. All the states who are losing people? Yeah. Those states. All the states who people are running away for? Yeah. All those states. You would think that that would be a hint that maybe this is a bad idea.
4: Nope. Representatives passed a similar bill. Because politicians say
0: freelance work is exploitive, abusive. It's a scam. It's a fraud. Of of course, he would say that. And that man, exploitive, abusive, abusive, a scam, a fraud. There's no hypocrisy. There is there. That is my Lord and Master, His Majesty King Andrew Cuomo II, all Hiller King, who rules with an iron fist my state. That's the man who says, exploitive abusive, a scam, and a fraud. That man says that. Yeah, no hypocrisy there. No hypocrisy there at all.
4: I don't feel like I'm being taken advantage of by anybody.
0: My choice, not yours.
3: Neither
4: yep. do these dancers. They got in
3: the assemblywoman's face about it. As you should.
1: I work at a club. No. I have a choice. I know. I work at a... Who are you? Let, let me... I, I...
0: When guns- oh, you like that? She's like, who are you? You tell her. She says, you tell her. Who are you? I love that. Oh, goddess, love that. I'm gonna go hug that woman right now. Well done. Well done. I won't, because I'm not Cuomo, and I would never hug a woman unless she wanted me to. I would ask for consent first. I would say, can I hug you? And if she said no, I would not do it, because that would not be consent, and I don't want to act like my governor does. I would only hug her with her consent if she was okay with it, and I hope she'd be okay with it. But I could say I want to hug her. That's okay. I could say I want to, but I would never do it unless she was okay with it. So just to be clear, I am not like my governor.
3: Gonzalez lobbied for the law. She didn't mention jobs that her law might kill. My
1: choice, not
0: yours. But she did say...
1: It preserves our current union jobs.
0: It preserves our current union jobs. That's when you say the quiet part out loud. Like, you're not supposed to say that part. she be like, yeah, but it supports the unions, which give me money. Oh, <laughs> she wasn't supposed to say that. But she did.
4: It's been... Rumored that the unions pretty much wrote this law and handed it to uh, Assemblywoman Gonzalez and said, hey, pass this. AB5 is backed by labor groups who want to unionize gig workers. And here's
0: my point, right? As I said earlier, I'm not against these people unionizing. I'm not at all. If you think a union is going to be good for you and you want a collective bargain, please do that. That's amazing. Please do what you feel is right for your job, for your work, for your industry. Please do that. How would I know what the right thing is for you? I don't. You go ahead and do your thing. Why are you using government force to force it? That's the problem. If your union is so good, then you shouldn't need force. That's my point. You shouldn't need force.
4: Look at her top donor list. Uh, Number one and (laughs) two are unions. Surprise. At first, the media were also
3: big supporters of the law. Mm-hmm. Gig workers win, said Vox. win. Look at that. But once the law passed, Vox yeah. Media cut hundreds of yeah. jobs. Whoa! Were-
0: what a surprise! So they cut the jobs. What? Who would have thought of that except um everyone? With the exception of everyone, who would have thought of that?
4: We're expecting that all of these companies were going to reclassify um, their contractors, their independent contractors.
0: They did reclassify them as fired. That's how they reclassified them, right? You were a contractor. Now you're fired. Total reclassification. Boy, it worked. Well done.
4: As employees, in reality, what's actually happening is they're just letting them all go.
0: And here's the best part. When they let them all go, do you think the work didn't get done? No, it got done. Who do that work? The current employees. So what actually happened is you've got those freelancers fired and you punish the employees. How do I know that? That's the crap I used to do all the time. Same thing. You got more work, put it up, keep working it. You got more of it. I do it too. Do it to my own self. I got stuff has to get done. I don't have 85 employees. Guess I'm doing it. I can't hire somebody. Guess I'm doing it. You do it too. If you can afford to hire a professional to work in your home or work on your car or whatever, you hire a professional. Take it to the garage, hire a contractor. If you can't afford it, guess you're doing it yourself. That's how that works. If you can afford to get your your makeup and hair and nails done, you go get it done. If you can't, guess you're doing it yourself. That's how everybody works. That's how companies work too. I can't afford the contractors to come in who are the experts and the specialists. That's why I pay them the fees I do because I'm getting that expertise. Oh, guess my people are doing it. Now they're working harder, learning more, and they're not getting raises.
3: What do you have to say sure. to those freelance journalists, those independent contractors mm-hmm. who were working sure. and have now lost their jobs because of AB5, your bill?
1: First of all, it wasn't a job. These aren't jobs. These are freelance positions.
0: Oh, way different. These aren't jobs. You people who make money on Uber, that's not a job. What's wrong with you? It's not a job. That's a freelance position. Night, psh, Night and day. Night and day. So glad she's clear. It's not a dog. It's a canine animal. It's not a dog. Way different?
1: That may be three hours a month, and it may be 300 hours a month.
0: Yeah, but they get paid for the hours they work or the value they bring. And they might have had three or four customers that went from three hours a month and got them 300 bucks a month because they had 100 customers at three hours a month each. The arrogance of politics. Thank you. People chose these jobs.
3: Freelancers yep. like the flexibility. True. But politicians have no right to say all those jobs aren't good enough. Gonzalez would not agree to an interview. Surprise. And now that there's a backlash, neither would the unions Surprise! or any of the 75 law professors, political scientists and sociologists who signed this letter in support of the law. I'm they're embarrassed support.
4: that they made yes. this huge mistake that they supported something. They aren't taking it back. There, Well, there are politics at play, unfortunately. and No politician wants to admit he did something wrong yeah. exactly no politician ever yeah. wants to admit that they did something true wrong.
0: i hope you guys enjoyed that guys i mean that was two different sides and i thought it was kind of interesting to see everyone's talking about it now and man are they just totally wrong roy says why does congress insist on giving employers write-offs that employees should get to take oh that's not a that's not a bad th- i like that roy that's good yeah, right. If the employer gets to take some of that off, why can't the employee? It's not a bad idea. I like that. If you can't afford to run your business without the government paying you, you can't afford to run your business. It's a valid point. It's not a bad idea. Steve says, uh, "This is how I've made an income for over three years now as my only work." Look at that. The biggest factor of my decision was not to be classified as an employee. I don't want to be limited. This is, and you're the norm, Steve. You're the norm. Absolutely. Um, Jimmy says both. Oh, he did tours and one-offs. Look at that. Gig work that I picked and chose. That's my point. You picked. You decided, Jimmy. Who am I to say what, how you can work? Who is she to say where and how you can work? No, you pick. And if you make a mistake, you fix it. If you do it right, life is good. Yes, absolutely. So, all right. Um, let's see if I can do this. Um, Uber and Lyft in reality, adjust dispatchers. That's my point, right? And that's that already exists in, in that... What I was just talking about, you. Thank you, Brian. Um, Uber and Lyft are just dispatchers. That's correct. They're basically giving you customers, and they get a cut because of it. And when I was in the the trucking business, we had dispatchers. Basically, they, they were it'd be like you know something delivery service, whatever. Brian's delivery service. Brian didn't own any trucks. Brian was a dispatcher and could easily was able to know people. And could send out data either. In that back in those days, literally, they would fax it sometimes. I know it's crazy, but this is many years ago. They would fax it, or you'd stop by. They pick up the actual sheet. We'd have a bill of lading. You pick up the sheet or whatever, and you phone calls, and we'd show up and move stuff. That's so. It was Uber and Lyft just has better technology. It's the same idea. Instead of moving things, they move people, and that's why the owner operators were like, "No, this can't work." But it's the same gig, except instead of we we dealt with cargo. Uber deals with people. That's it. Yes, absolutely. All right. Um, Brennan says, man, how's your night going? I'm smoking some onions. Enjoy your onions, my friend. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, libs hate Uber to my experience. Is that true? Oh, I hope not. I like that. Um, what if I'm progressive and I'm dumb? Well, some people are, but it doesn't matter. I mean, either way, you should be free. Willem, to do whatever you feel is appropriate with your life and someone might think you're dumb and maybe the person is, it's possible, but whether they're dumb or not, however you would classify dumb, doesn't matter. They still own their life. You still own your life. And If you make mistakes, I hope that whether you're dumb or not, I hope you can be wise enough to learn from your errors and have a better life. It's still not my point. Now, if you're asking for my help, that's different. If someone says, Larry, please help me. Show me the way. I'm happy to, but because you asked me. Because you thought that my advice for whatever thing you wanted was the right advice. I'm happy to give it to you as long as you're happy to take it. Now, if you're like, Larry, I don't care what you say. I'd live my own life. Good on you. Life's good. Yes. Brad says, employees pay all the payroll tax no matter if the, if the employer writes a check. Hey, it's a... It's a, it's a the issue, you're right, Brad, but there's there's a but here. The employee doesn't see it, so it feels different. The employee doesn't feel it. That's why they do it that way. It feels like the employee doesn't pay it. You're right, because that would have been part of salary. I get what you're saying, but the feeling is not that way. Most employees don't understand payroll tax. They don't get it. They just go, well, I paid my income tax and that's it. That's what they did. I paid my social security. That's what they see. The average employee does not understand payroll tax at all. They say, well, it's something you do, employer. And because you're an employer, by default, you're rich. That's what they think. Even though money small businesses, and if you run a small business, and Jimmy, I bet you know the thing about what I'm about to say. If you run a small business, there have been times when the people who work for you make more money than you. I've been there more than once. If you're a small business owner, you got to make your payroll. And if there's no money for you, I guess you don't get any money. That's how that works. Yet they're all rich and evil and mean. Not true. Not true. Um, Paula says, I made more money as a subcontractor than I did as an executive with the Fortune 500 Corp. Yeah. I, I, it does. It can happen. Right. It depends upon how, what industry you're in, what they see as your value, how hard you can work, how you can set your pricing. It's totally possible. Absolutely, yes, 100%. Um, Let's see here. Jimmy says, and yes, Larry gets it also. Wow, nailed it. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Uh, Jason says, we have been moving towards a gig economy for a while now. Yes, Jason, you're correct. The internet, the lockdowns, and business like Instacart have shown people that you can make more money selling yourself than working in dedicated restaurants slash stores. Well, the thing that you're finding more than anything else is the average person less and less Wants to pay for your time. They want to pay for a result, whatever that result is, the value they see. I don't want to pay you, Jason, um, for an hour. I want to pay you so that I get from A to B. That's what I'm gonna pay for. Can you get me from A to B? Awesome. I'll pay you for that. Can I get the thing, the product that I want? I'll pay you for that. Can I get my deck built? I'll pay you for that. I want to pay for a result. That's what almost everybody wants to pay for. We don't want to pay for time. And the problem is labor is an old school way of thinking about transactions now. Well, you got to pay for the time. I was there for eight hours. That's wonderful. But did you give me anything of value? No. Then I don't care. I don't. The average person doesn't care. I was there for eight hours. So did you give me anything? No, but I was there. Good. I guess you're stupid. Don't be there. Fix my stuff. That's all I care about. Now, of course, I'm not saying it's legal. I'm saying that's how the person feels. How many times have you had someone work their butt off and do something and can't fix it and you're just still mad? And if they had fixed it, you would still paid it happily. Everybody feels that way. That's coming more and more to life because that's becoming easier and easier to deliver. It's becoming easier to deliver results. So people want to pay for results. You're seeing even people like accountants and lawyers moving towards flat pricing because people go, X dollars now, I'm not paying that. How about a flat fee? Done. And the stuff I do. Now, in certain cases, I make a good amount of money depending upon where I'm working, what I'm doing. But I never do an hourly rate. Nobody would pay my hourly rate. I don't do that. I do flat pricing. So you want this thing? 100%. I'll get that for you. Flat fee. Flat price. That's it. That's the price you get it. I'll get that. You will get that. Flat, Flat price, you will get that result. I guarantee it. And the thing that I do, which I'm not saying you all should do, but I'm crazy. I will literally do a money back guarantee no matter what. Unconditional. I do it all the time, all the time. And in 17 years of being a consultant, I've had to give money back twice. Once when it was an online product, which it was a dog and the guy gave his money back and I gave it back to him because it was a dog. It, I never did an online product again because it was, it was bad. Um, and once when a person who started coaching with me got a job and left, so I gave her money back. So I had to give money back twice. And I didn't even ask, I did it. I have 100, 100% would do it. But that's been going for a long time now. I was on that train a long time ago, which is why I get this. This is where it's going. I think you're absolutely right. Barry says, think it would work if the American citizenry started saying, we are here to protect the government from itself. That's kind of funny, but no, I don't think it would work. Cute though. Absolutely. Steve says, not only have I been doing this as my only work for three years, it's also the most successful financially I've been in my life. Wow. Steve, good for you, brother. That's awesome. I love that. That's really good. Thank you. That's That's good to hear. That's actually... Um, that's a positive note that I'm really glad that you mentioned that. I appreciate that. Nice. All right. See that, um, a man can't suddenly make 200 bucks and people in this country think they're free. Wow. You're right. You can't just make 200 bucks because someone's got to step in and go, you can't do that. No, no, you can't do that. Good point. Jean Jean says, one of my sons was an accountant. But now he drives for Uber because he can earn more driving for Uber. I drive for Uber, eat, and grubhug. I work until I make enough money to pay my bills. I get more days off than I are working for Walmart. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. And to be clear, maybe someone would rather work for Walmart. And that's fine. Let them. They want to work for Walmart. Awesome. Good on you. If that's the lifestyle that you prefer and you'd like to maybe have a maybe you're someone who really enjoys having a strict schedule. You feel better, you work better in that. That's who you are. And by the way, we change across our lifetime. There might have been a time in your life when you would have wanted that lifestyle, and there might be a time in your life when you don't. I don't get to choose, and no government should step in. Do what you got to do, Gene. I'm I'm glad that you have that. That's going on. Good for you. I love that. So yes, um. That's at Dustin. Sorry. It's not at me. I apologize. I picked the wrong one. So um, drummer on payroll or turn on a drum machine. Oh man, Michael, that is very good. Yes, very good. Drummer on payroll or turn a drum. You're we're basically asking people right now, begging them to, to 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 use some more technology to be replaced by technology. That's a Michael, well done. That's really a, a good one. I love that. Look, Jean was just talking about her freedom to do and say what she wants. So I'm going to push it. You know I am. Do me a favor. Take the pro protest and civil disobedience survey. Support the show by supporting my sponsors. Click that link that's in the description right now. Take that survey if you can. It takes five minutes. That's all. Five minutes at the survey. Take it, finish it, complete it, and then share it. Makes my sponsors happy. Let people know what you're thinking. Let them know what you're thinking. And also, we'll show you what others are thinking, too, and where you li- where you lie according to others. So interestingly, you'll see kind of where you are. Are you in the mainstream? Are you not in the mainstream? Interesting stuff for you to take. So please take that if you can. And as always, if you like what I'm doing, if you think it's valuable, then support it. Head over to patreon.com slash sharpway support me 10 bucks a month helps us get more remember we have right now you can head right now to the to the link tree that's in the description right now click to the link tree you can find our podcast you can find our short weight clips you can get little clips you can send to your friends and such if you want to you can binge the clips if you think they're cool it's awesome many things you can do where we are and that takes time money energy help us out if you can but always like comment share i cannot stress that enough so important to like comment and share. Get those algorithms going. We need as much as we can possibly get. I do appreciate that. So yes. All right. Let me grab some of these here. Um let's see here. Um Tom says thank god clips of actual people with actual experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, 100%. So Brian says Facebook is showing the unfollow text like my cursor is hovering over it constantly. <laughs> That's cute. Yes. Um Lewis says there's room for both. Yeah, thank you. Lewis is room for both. People change on how, on what they want in their life. People decide what works for them when it does. You might be 30 and say, you know what? I, I want to work for a big company and learn how big business works. And you do it. Good for you. And then you become 50 and go, I'm done with this. I'm out. I want to work for myself. Fine. Or oh, the reverse. When you're young, you want to work for yourself. You older. Nah, I'm ready to go, you know, work for somebody. It's fine. Wherever you want to be, wherever you are, it's all good. Yes. Jason says, the whole deal is government is afraid they might lose out on taxes by people paying cash. Jason, this is a big deal. Because what happens is when you make all more employees, this goes back to, was it Brian who said this? I forgot who said it. Maybe it was Tom who was talking about um, the taxation piece. When you make people employees, you by default increase payroll taxes. You by default increase social security taxes. Yes, it is a money grab, a tax grab, and support unions. Both, hundred percent, yes, hundred percent. So that's taxifuelism. Yeah, correct, hundred percent. We should pay politicians like gig workers. See how they like it. Um, how? How do we? I mean, they have to actually do something, don't they? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily against the idea of of bonusing them in theory, but how do you bonus them? Right? How how do you how do you? I don't know. And the amount of time they spend on the floor yelling at other people—how do you do that? Is it? i don't know. Is it because you? I don't know. If if you lower the employment rate, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how you do that. I'm unsure. Can't give them a, a tax a, a cut of taxes because they just raise taxes. I don't. I don't know how that works. It's a tough one, Matt. I mean, I'm open to the idea. i, I don't know how you do it though. That's all. So, all right. Um, let's see here. Greg says I learned about feudalism. In the seventh grade, that's not what they taught us, Madam Woman. Thank you. Yes, that is not at all. 100%. Yes. So um, let's see if I can do this here. Um, it's California. My head is hurting again. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Erica says, exactly why I'm a musician slash business owner. I need the flexibility as a mom and a chronically ill person. Yes, Erica. Thank you. I am just bringing this up earlier. You know, most of our caretakers in America are still women. Whether it's taking care of children, taking care of elderly people, or taking care of themselves. There are lots of people who are chronically ill who don't just want to stay home all day. Who want to actually go out and do things in their life. And if you're chronically ill, and you know this personally, there are days when you just, you're not getting out of bed. And there's days when you got energy and you're up and you're ready to take on the world. And on those days, you get out there and do your thing. And in days when you can't, you got to stay in bed that day. Okay, I get it. I I, I I I get it. She says, she continues, I guess I could just give up on my gigs and go on disability. That's what they want you to do, Erica. That's what they would like. Because then that individual piece goes away. And that's the goal. She says, no, I love that. I want to find work that I can do with my disabilities. Gig work is what works for me. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Matt says, California will give you cancer. Um <laughs> Yes. Dustin says we're creating NFT art pieces. To be part of a decentralized gig economy. Um, yes. As a general rule. Yes. <clears throat> so now, you know, Dustin, I'm going to make some, I'm going to make some and show you. Absolutely. Yes. Larry was suggesting different ways of learning new skills. Yes. I was suggesting another way. You can stick your head up your butt and become an assembly person. That is another option, Matt. I would agree. That's a choice. Or so it seems that's what these people did. You could do that. Uh, I- I'm going to say that's probably not your best option. But yes, I totally get that. You could do that. Jeff says, of course, King Dip shows up here. Of course he would. What else would he do? Yes, absolutely. Tom says, my state, Illinois. Why not? We have driven most businesses out. Let's give of the rest. God, I wish I could leave. You know, what you just said, Tom, is what so many people in California, New York are saying. They're upset that they're in a, in a spot where they can't leave. And sometimes it's financial, sometimes it's physical, sometimes it's family. What I find in New York, and I'm assuming Illinois is is similar, is many people are staying in New York until one of three things happens. One, they're able to retire. You know, they have a pension or something and they had to wait till their pensions up or something like that. They can pack up and leave when that happens. Option one. Option two, their kids out of school. Their kids have finished high school or or college or whatever the case may be, and they can pack up and leave. Or three, their elderly family member passes because they don't wanna leave because they're here. And when that happens, they pack up and leave. Those are the three very common reasons I find all the time why people don't leave New York. So what if you're wealthy? You pack up and leave when you want, cause you're wealthy. You don't care. You move your mom with you. You're wealthy. You don't care. Your kids go to private school. You move to another private school. Whatever, you don't care. You pack up and you leave. And COVID, the response to COVID made a lot of wealthy people in New York go to their second home. And not come back. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jonathan's ready to take you. South Carolina needs more libertarians. So there we go. He's ready. Absolutely. Greg says the pandemic saw a boom in the exposure of independent musicians. Ooh, okay. With with concert venues shut down and fans only to shell out money for tickets to a pre recorded live stream, ambitious and creative artists kept their attention with free and truly live events. Oh, Greg, that is a very good point. I think that's one thing that you found a lot of people finding ways of making money. That's true. Yeah. And showing their skill set and actually making money, not necessarily, not necessarily on the, the show itself, but on a periphery. I mean, similar to what I do. I give out my stuff for free and I hope you guys will go to Patreon and, and and sponsor me or make my sponsor happy and go and take the survey. So I'm hoping that you help me in some other way, right? Or you just like comment and share, right? And those that you do to stuff that makes, that makes it grow anyway. And that's true. I think a lot of us doing it. I started doing this a lot more. This show used to only be once a week until the lockdowns came. And I found myself just being a coach and I couldn't go out and do other things. So I said, I got time. I'll do this. Now I'm not sure I want to do five days a week, but I'm stuck now. So, yes. Um, Let's see. I wouldn't be surprised to find that this move was supported by the um, the RIAA and major record labels. I'm not sure what the uh, recording industry, Artists of America. Gonna guess. I just I was guess. Must be a union. There we go. That's what I'm guessing. And the major record labels. Uh maybe. There we go. I, I don't know if that was true. I guessed on that one. So see if I can grab a couple of these. Um, Matt says, good ideas don't require force. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Lewis says, these politicians are unbelievable. I can't stomach them. They're the norm. They're the norm. And then Paula says, Maybe I only want to work three hours a month. Yeah, Paula. If that's what makes you happy, if you're good with that, you should work three hours a month. If that's you, it's what you would be. Good. Absolutely. Jonathan says, now she's redefining terms. If I put the sweat and money, it's an effing job. Yes, that is correct. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Brennan says, if Uber is making money off your work, then you are an employee. If you work full-time making the money, you should be entitled to full-time benefits like any other employee. So if someone's making money off of someone else's work, then by default, they're an employee. I can't buy that one, Brennan. I, I can't buy that. And the reason why I can't buy it is there are many times when people would do things and they're not an employee, right? If if you brought me on as, as your coach and I coached you in to making more money, which is what I tend to do, and I do it right and I hope I'm good at it, so I get you in to make money, I help you build your business out, of the case may be. Am I now your employee? Of course not. I'm advising you on something. Now I'm your employee. Well, what if I advise 10, 12, 14 people, which I have done in the past at the same time? I could have 10, 12 clients at the same time. Am I now an employee of 12 different people? And if the person I'm doing is you personally, it's you personally. It's not your company. Do you now have to start your own organization now to pay me as an employee? It can't be that simple, right? It just, it can't be that simple. And I go back to the same rules. If you are controlling my hours, you tell me show up on Monday at eight and I have to go to home at, at six and I work Monday to Friday. That's one, two, I am an important part of your business, right? I'm not just some periphery guy who like delivers things. If you're not a delivery company, if you are a company, that's different, but you do something else and I help like deliver stuff. That's like a FedEx guy who delivers stuff. Why is that guy an employee? He's delivering stuff for you, right? He's clearly FedEx is not your employee, right? And if you're a company that delivers things, the FedEx driver is literally you are making money off the FedEx driver's work. The FedEx driver is making you money as he delivers your goods. But he's not your employee. He's a FedEx employee or not. Depends on how FedEx is working. He's definitely a UPS employee, they're unionized shop. So if he's UPS, then he's clearly the employee of UPS, UPS, not you. So I would say that critical part of your business. And, and lastly, I can't work anyplace else unless you agree. Those three things are true. Employee, that's it. And many times, what what if you're an employee and you suck, Brennan? What if you're a terrible employee? I don't make any money off your, your labor. You're terrible at what you're fact, like, I lose money. I got to fire you. Should I not have paid you? for the past week that you were screwing up and losing money for me happens all the time so in this case I'm not making money off of you you're a terrible employee I'm losing money on you do you pay me now because you're making money off my work in this case in this fictitious case because you're getting paid for me trying to train you when I can't because you're terrible that 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 concept is simply too simple to be true it's too simple that's the only point so. Yes. Um, let's see here. Uh, Missy says, I'm new to the good economy and I love it. It encourages an entrepreneurial spirit. Maybe it's just me. I like that. That's great. I like that. Good. Um, let's see if I keep going here. Um, that's meant to be decided by these embedded contractors and Uber and such. Not government who then turns the screws even more. 100%. Yes. Um, all I know is I see more and more companies using temps and contract workers as an excuse to push down labor costs, uh, in turn worsening living standards. Um. I think there is some of that's true, which is why if you follow the three rules that I mentioned, right, that they tell you when to show up and when to go home, that's step one, two, you are a critical part of their business functioning, two, and three, you can't work for someone else unless they agree. Those three, employee, are this fair? If you can build a business model out with no one having those three things, good on you if you can do that. That's really hard. I mean, even Uber has employees. The drivers aren't, but even Uber has employees because in reality, what Uber does is dispatch. So the people who are dispatching, those are the employees. People who are driving, they aren't the employees. That's the difference. So I don't think Uber is a bad idea at all. And you're right. They use these. But why can't contract workers renegotiate their, their, their contracts? Why can't they? Why can't temps renegotiate the contract? Do you know why so many people use temps, by the way? I don't know if you know this. It saves them on a whole lot, usually lawsuits. Yeah, it's not to push down labor costs. That's not why people use temps all the time. The problem is people don't understand is when they use temps, how how these agencies are starting to work now, the, the agency itself, the people are employees of the agency, of the agency. The agency loans the people out To the employer. So for the employer, they're a temp or a contract worker, but they're actually paying the the, the agency. Why? Because if I make a bad hire and I'm a small business, that's going to put me back six months to a year. But if I use an agency, I actually pay more. If I had to pay you, Brendan, 12 bucks an hour, whatever is the the fee of the thing we're doing, I'm going to have to pay them 18. I'm not joking. That's how it actually works. I pay them 18. Why do I pay them 18? Because they're paying that worker 10 and then they're keeping the rest so they can pay for all the others that they have, make a profit, the whole deal. So that worker gets paid 10 bucks. You might go, Larry, that's terrible. No, it's great. Because if that worker sucks, I get rid of them and I give me another, another one. If that worker's good, I have the option of temp to perm. I then pay the recruiting company a fee and I now can keep you. Well, now you've worked with me for three months, but then you're amazing. You're good at what you do. I am happy to have you. Well, I've been paying them $18 an hour for you. You only make ten for them. The second you get hired from me, you're getting $18 bucks an hour. You just got an $8 an hour raise. Not a bad deal if you're making $10, now you're making $18. That's how the system actually does work in many ways. The problem is when you have crappy workers, they send them back. But good workers often get hired. Temp to perm is a thing. So, but not just that. If I bring you aboard and they're the employer, they have all the HR stuff. Requirements to take care of. I don't have to worry about that. as a small business; they have it all covered. It takes sometimes thousands of dollars to pay uh, to pay consultants to figure out how to run your HR if you only have two, three, four workers. You don't have the money; you can't do it. So you'd rather pay somebody else. So it's not just to push labor costs down; it's also to avoid lawsuits, to deal with government regulation. And they get better workers. It's more than just push labor costs down. A lot of people think it's only because of that. That isn't the only reason. I, and again, I've seen it many times. I, by the way, am a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of using agencies to bring temp workers on. Love the idea. Because if they're good workers and they fit, you grab them, you hire them up. And the companies are, hard, are happy. They want to rotate people. They want to get them good jobs because then more people come to them. So it's, it's in their best interest to bring on the right person for the right job and to have them get hired. Cause they get a fee for that, right? I forgot. Is it one month salary? Whatever, whatever. It's a, it's a salary amount they get paid. I forgot what it is. They get paid a they get paid a fee based on the person's salary. The person gets an automatic raise, right? So that they get they get a raise automatically. Boom, they get a raise, and they get more people in. And if it's a bad fit, they take it back. Not a bad deal. Not a bad deal. Chip says smart people learn from their mistakes. Well, wise people learn from the mistakes of others. Ooh, nice, Chip. I like that. I like that. As long as you learn. I guess it's the most important piece. Absolutely. So, how if I can do this. Um, uh, Uber is to the driver as a hammer is to the carpenter. Oh, interesting idea. Okay. Okay. Um, but Larry, I take all your surveys. that lets me share. Oh, you know what? Thank you for that. I'm going to tell them. Maybe there's something like that. Um, I think you may be downplaying the permanent temp workers. I worked at a place where temps worked there for, for years. By your logic, they should have been either fired or hired by now. It's generally true. Don't get me wrong. There are exceptions. And I think that that there are exceptions. But I would ask a question. Why are they still there? Why aren't they quitting? Why aren't they being hired permanently? It's a serious question, right? If someone's working temp from an agency for a year or two, why are they paying the higher fee to have the temp? They're just mean? There's a higher fee to have the temp. Why are they doing that? Does the person want to be a temp employee? Do they like part time? I don't know the answer to those questions. You may be correct. I'm telling you what I've seen in many cases. There are many reasons why people would take a, a temp worker or a part time worker. Sometimes people want part time workers, but you'll find something else. Uh, I'll give you the example of UPS. I'll give you the example of UPS. UPS would rather um, hire um, less part time or temp workers or sometimes more, depending on the situation. And they do it not because necessarily they care about the temp or the part-time worker. They look at it and say, okay, is it cheaper? This is true. Is it cheaper to hire a temp worker for a season than to pay overtime to the people in our union? They decide which one makes the most sense. Or is it better to make someone work overtime and pay them the extra money versus bringing on a temp person and then paying all their benefits and then paying their unemployment when you get rid of them. They're looking at dollars, what makes the most sense. So sometimes, depending on the situation, the union workers have to work harder and have less of a choice in their work, feudalism, because they don't want to hire the temp person because they want to pay the benefits. It's cheaper. So it is only one thing. The entire system is a problem. I hope that was clearer. I don't know if that was or not. I don't know if that is or not. So yes. Um Uh, Paul says, I had great benefits and awesome salary doing contract work for an automobile industry. Don't believe everything to me that tells you on subcontracting. Yeah, I know. What I had is I often had to purchase my own. That was my own um, things, and I would just charge more, right? I would just charge more so that I could buy my own stuff. That's what I often did. And that's not always easier. But if you spend more time learning, you spend more time being good at what you do or changing your job, then you can make things work a bit better. I mean that's. That's the issue, right? I think that's it. So, all right. Um, It's healthcare related. I think that's true also. I mean, healthcare can be grossly expensive. Absolutely true. They have a very good healthcare to the actual employees. It's actually more expensive to hire them full-time. They're paying more hourly to to the temp agency, but saving overall. Yeah, it winds up happening too. I think that's also true. I think both are true. So, guys, I want to say thank you so much for this evening. I hope this was an interesting show. I'm trying to provide things that make sense, that are good conversations. And I, I hope that make you think about what is our future for our country. If you want to support, please go to patreon.com slash Sharpway. You like what I'm doing, throw me 10 bucks. No matter what, like, comment, and share. And even if, you, even if you can't share, I hope you can, Pete. But if you can't, head over, take the survey, finish it, and then try to try to share it if you can. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you. I will see you all tomorrow. Oh, by the way, I will be back on again in about 45 minutes. I'm going to be on another podcast live in 45 minutes. I'll put it on my uh on my Facebook if you know if you want to, if you haven't got enough of me I'll be on in about forty five minutes with another show. totally